Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Football. Drinks, beer, more football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Final hour, Bink at Night, 610 Sports Radio. Thanks to you if you've been joining the ride. Uh, Been a fun night. Julio Sanchez, Dusty Likens with you in for the big guy. Jay Binkley, um, as I uh, I look after a lot of these uh, a lot of these texts and a lot of Julio's side knowledge of what do I do for Sunday? I mean, my buddy's having a party, so I know I'm doing that, right? Like I've I think I've done something for the Super Bowl every year um, since I've probably been 13, and this Sunday no different. I'm just a little. I'm a little confused when it comes to the invite and how it was presented to our group text. It said, and I read, having the Super Bowl party Sunday at my house, feel free to come over with whomever, wife's, fiance's, girlfriends, all invited. Don't worry about food. I'm cooking, BYOB. Then today, new text. What are the top three Super Bowl foods in your mind? Sends the group on a frantic side text to a few friends. Hey, does this mean we should, like, you know, bring something? Like, is, do we expect this one guy to cook, you know, enough food for 30 people? I don't think there'll be 30 people there, but, like, 15 to 25? And then you talk to Josh Vernier, and he says, take what you like. That way, if you want to eat something, you know where to find it and you know what you're going to like. Smart play. You, as much as you want. You, Julio Sanchez, said the same thing, so I think I've got it figured out. Okay. What's the solution here? I think I'm going to make guacamole. Are you going to tell him that you're making and bringing guacamole? Or are you just going to show up and surprise and then Sunday start morning. off in an automatic competition about it? Sunday morning. You're going to kick off some kind of competition here. No, nah, I think Sunday morning I'm going to I'm going to send in the group text. 
So that way everybody knows so we don't get like six guacamoles. I'm going to be like, hey, I got the guac. I'm going to bring guac and chips. Don't worry about that. Because you know what that's good for? All, all game. While you're waiting on whatever to be done, you snack. While you wait on halftime, you snack on guac and chips. That's what I'm rolling with. Top three Super Bowl food. And then I think I'm going to take a jar of margaritas medium salsa. That is the best, is it not? To me, the best salsa is margaritas. Without a doubt. Hands down. No big chunks of vegetables, very well blended, just amazing on everything. I'm more of a hot, 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 you know. I am too, but I don't know who's got weak tongues in this party, and I don't want someone to be like, ah, you know. It is, all right. And then the other thing, too, you can do is you can mix a little in your guacamole. That's how you see that. That's see? a that's a veteran move right there. That, we're, we're on the same page. All right. That's a veteran move. That's right. Dusty Sanchez like and you. Julio Sanchez here on 610 Sports Radio. Um, what are you bringing? 913-576-7610. What are you taking to your Super Bowl party? What should I take to mine? It sucks because like every day this week was 50 degrees or warmer. And then the next two are like 31 tomorrow and 30 on Sunday. Perfect grilling weather. Don't want to grill. Not, Don't not, want anything to do weekend. with it. Yeah, made salmon on Monday night. Not happening the rest of the weekend. There we go. It's like, that's like uh, somebody's coming out to like in a wrestling match. Like, oh my God. But one thing I do want to talk about is what I think a lot of people are hearing on um this week when it comes to the lack of storylines that we have that are bleeding from this game because there's there's really just like three big ones and that is Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals Matt Stafford out of Detroit first year playing in a Super Bowl and then the other one is which young coach gets the ring first Zach Taylor Sean McVay then you can talk about Aaron Donald and all that stuff, but no one's really talking about that. For some reason, what a lot of people are talking about, NFL minds, radio hosts, respected personalities in the sports industry, they're talking about this. If Joe Burrow gets the win, um, I think it immediately propels him past everybody, um, up to Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick is still ahead of him, um, but it, you're looking now... He doesn't have the theatrics of Patrick, but you're looking at 1A and maybe 1B. So 1A, 1B. And I was really thinking, I really did think that Nick Mangold was going to, who you heard in that audio, I really thought he was going to stick to his guns. But you can kind of hear him do the say it out loud test, which is kind of what I would do with my friends my whole life. I've, I've been doing some sort of radio type of interview, which is, which is better, A or B? And in the 90s, Disney was just pumping movies out left and right, right? You had Beauty and the Beast comes out, then Aladdin comes out, then The Lion King comes out, and every year we're like, this one's going to be better than the next. And we didn't really give it time to set its course. And that's kind of where we're at with the NFL, and Nick Mangold there Kind of has the same thing until he does the say it out loud test as you can kind of hear him go there and then retreat a little bit. Because I will say this, not being a Kansas City sports host on a radio show, not being anywhere near bias in this situation, I think we do need to realize that what Mahomes is and what Mahomes has done is quite differently than anybody else. And these burrow takes 
are fine. But let's re- let's retreat a little bit where Nick was and say there's one A, one B. It's it's okay to be one B. You don't necessarily have to just keep leapfrogging people because of current situation. I get it. Joe Burrow is 2-0 versus Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow is a very talented, cool, calm, collected, cools the other side of the pillow, cools a cucumber, however you want to say it. As cool as that toothpaste that stays on your face that you didn't realize is there, and then you wipe it off and it feels very menthol-ish. Joe Burrow is all of that. Very talented, very good quarterback. But when you look at what Mahomes has done, Burrow's not there yet. Burrow's not once thrown 50 touchdowns in a season. Joe Burrow has not once thrown 5,000 yards in a season. Joe Burrow has not played two full seasons as an NFL quarterback as a starter in the NFL. Joe Burrow has not been two four straight AFC championship games. Joe Burrow has not won Super Bowl MVP. Joe Burrow has not won a Super Bowl. And it seemed like when Mahomes got to this level of publicity, of followership from a lot of these talking heads, these personalities, these sports writers, these beat writers, everybody, it was, can he be Tom Brady? It wasn't, he's the next Tom Brady right away. He's better than Tom. It was like, whoa, hey, whoa. There's Brady. There's Mahomes. Then there's Rodgers. Breeze is still around. Let's, let's, let's cool it a little bit. Well, as we've seen, there is no more Brady, Manning, Breeze, Rivers, soon to be no Rodgers. So it's Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Jackson, Herbert, Dak, those guys. And when you put those names together, the closest anybody is to Patrick Mahomes is the guy that nobody talks about. When it comes to awards or awards and accolades, it's Lamar Jackson. Mark Jackson's won an MVP in the league. The only thing that any of those guys have in common with Patrick Mahomes is the MVP of the league. Not one of those guys has won a Super Bowl. Not one of those guys has been to more than three straight AFC championship games. Allen has only been to one. Burrow has only been to one Super Bowl. Mahomes has been to two. And just like Disney movies in the 90s, we never really said one was truly better than the rest. It was... You're a fan of this or you're a fan of that. And if you think deep in your heart and your mind of sports knowledge that Joe Burrow is legitimately on the same playing field as Patrick Mahomes, then you're just joining the mob and you're just taking a ride on that one trick pony that's very popular right now. And there's no hatred in this. I'm not mad that people want to put Burrow up there. I just think that we try to keep the wheel moving as fast as possible in the NFL and keep topics going, and you don't need to do that. Because like you heard Nick Mangold say, If Joe Burrow gets the win, um, I think it immediately propels him past everybody, um, up to Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick is still ahead of him, um, but you're looking now, uh, he doesn't have the theatrics of Patrick, but you're looking at 1A and maybe 1B. So you're putting Joe Burrow above a Josh Allen, above a Justin Herbert, above Lamar Jackson, above Aaron Rodgers. That's where Burrow is. 
אוקיי. אוקיי. He's good, he's cool, he's sexy, and he's fun. Because I can be honest with you, Julio, if I didn't have the Chiefs to follow or to root for, Cincinnati, I'm, I'm, I'm taking all in. They're fun, they're cool, they're, they're swagged out, they're, they got a lot of promise, they're going to be what we think good for a while, but maybe let's pump the brakes before we think that their quarterback and their team can be up there. They're not there yet. At least in my mind. You can believe whatever you want. We had Vern on a little bit earlier ago, about an hour ago. And I think he supports my bold take on one BWJ Jr. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. in reality what we need Julio is we just need Mahomes to turn into Cod Bane it's it's Cad but yes I like Cod (laughs) Cad Bane Mahomes Boba Fett Joe Burrow It, it should be reversed because Cad Bane dies we don't know for sure if he's dead for those of you that haven't seen it yet he shouldn't be my, my opinion. His they armor did was, him wrong. His armor was still blinking, by the way. So just, just remember that. Dan and KCK. Hi, Dusty. How have you been? I'm doing fine. I had a good day at work. Went to Blind Box Barbecue. I got four beef sandwiches. Four? That's what he says. Lathan beef sandwiches. Fries for the Super Bowl. I think Rams by two. And Dusty, if the Royals win 90 games, will you still take your shirt off in the studio? Dusty takes his shirt off in the studio because he wants to. But I could if I wanted to. I mean, there's no one here tonight. I'd prefer not to see that, but you do what you got to do. I don't know if they win 90 games. Nah. <laughs> but I <laughs> definitely think they optimistic. win more than what they're saying. I think they win. I think the, I think the Royals can do play 500 80? ball. Do they hit? You, you think they can hit 80? I think they can play 500 ball. It's a bold prediction, my man. Talking baseball, which is, a, which is something I'll prove to you that I have saved on my phone. That's the tweet that came out. Has all the, all the over-under win totals. AL Central, White Sox, 88-74, first place. Cleveland Guardians, 78-84, second place. Detroit Tigers, 76-86, third place. Twins, 75-87, fourth place. Royals. 74 and 88. I mean, 74, I'd put it 74 to 76. I don't think that's far off. Yeah. I think that, I think that the Royals go either 80 and 82 or like 81 and 81. Now, here's, here's what I will say. We don't know, right? There's still signings to be had. Mm-hmm. There, there's still some additions, I would think, right? So the roster is probably not going to be what it looks like, but... As it stands right now, I don't see how they get to 80 games. Because the way that I'll look at this is that you can say they'll win 74. They'll go, you think they can be 74 and 88, but then 
when you look at the projected standings all the way around, that makes the Royals the third worst team in the AL with that roster. I mean, then with then, Salvador Perez coming off what would have been an MVP season, but again, he went up against the anomaly in Shohei Otani. Yeah, but you have a kid who I'm about to talk about again that has a ceiling that is just infinitive. And a pitching staff that's now all gotten their, you know, they got their look. They got their feel. And now you have a season that is, here we go. It's going to be, it's going to be a jumpstart season. Yeah, but weren't we pretty optimistic last year going into the season? We kind yeah, of thought the same had Bobby, thing. Yeah, if they had Bobby Wood Jr. on the roster and not a Hunter Dozier that couldn't hit his weight. What makes you think that's going to be different this year? Because of what I'm about to talk about. See how I set you up there? I like it. Julio Sanchez. Don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it's not It's not a strong one. Um, <laughs> but I think they're different, and I think that they're at least, I guess this is where the, the war would come in. The wins above replacement is when we had Josh Verner on earlier. He said... He has right now Bobby Wood Jr. as the starting third baseman for the Kansas City Royals on opening day. Now, there's a bunch of reasons why that makes sense. One, he swept the minors away with talent, right? And what I said earlier on this show was that Bobby Wood Jr. is the next Mike Trout of baseball. And I truly believe that. Now, with Bobby Witt Jr. takes, I am 0 for 1. I will give you that. Because I said he'd be on the roster opening day last year. I filled in for Carrington Harrison in that seat on the drive and said he'll make the opening day roster, and he should. This year, I think he can become the next Mike Trout of baseball. And the reason that I believe that to be true is because of everything that is there and the package that belongs to one Bobby Witt Jr. Now, I will say, if you want to look at it from that perspective, scouts love him outside of Kansas City. So, people that write about baseball, about the sport, are also writing about Bobby Witt Jr., the package is there. The bat speed, the raw power, plus the age and wisdom is there, and the demeanor and poise and the youth, it all adds up for Bobby Witt Jr. It does. It just simply does. I get that it's a bold take because all we had was one minor league season last year, but wasn't that one of the most intriguing and fun minor league seasons that you followed? Not just you here in Kansas City, but a lot of people followed it Last year on social media, MLB Pipeline, retweeting it, MLB at bat, showing people Bobby Witt Jr. hit three dingers in one game in AAA. Bobby Witt Jr. inside the park home run. Bobby Witt Jr.'s time from first to third. Bobby Witt Jr. makes a defensive play. The five tools are there. Five tools are there with Trout. The calm cool collectiveness are there with Trout. They're there with Bobby Witt Jr. 
So when you think about everything that goes in to making a mold of what Mike Trout is, you got to have it. And I truly believe Bobby Witt Jr. has it. He's got defense. He's got speed. He's got a bat. He's got a bat on his shoulders. He's got a powerful bat on that shoulders. And he's got the baseball mindset. And the come up was already there. His dad played. He knows what it's like to be in a locker room. He knows what the media is going to ask him. He knows what a stadium looks like outside of just one deck like it is in minor league baseball. He knows what guys are going to do. He faced adversity in double-A and immediately got over that, and he went through triple-A like it was nothing. And if you think that I'm just blowing smoke and that I'm just a fanboy here talking about Bobby Witt Jr., I'll give you that. Because he's the most, he's the biggest, most excitement I've been towards a baseball player that I can remember since Alex Gordon. I was at Alex Gordon's first game as a Kansas City Royal. I was there. Struck out four times against the Red Sox. Entire stadium stood up, and the entire stadium sat down. Entire stadium stood up, entire stadium sat down. Alex Gordon didn't have the same come up as Bobby Witt Jr. He was a kid out of Nebraska. Bobby Witt Jr. is not a kid out of Nebraska. He's got a pass to baseball. And just imagine if Bobby Witt Jr. can be to the Royals what Patrick Mahomes can be to the Chiefs. And if you think I'm just here saying it, Josh Vernier joins us at 7 o'clock. And oh, by the way, you can hear Josh Vernier every single Thursday night at 6 o'clock for Vern's Hot Stove. Here's what Vern had to say tonight. He's like Mike Trout, where I think his answers are always going to be perfect. He will enjoy his uh, privacy, maybe not as much as a Mike Trout does. Um, He's also so very young, so who knows what he's going to be like when he's a 35-year-old. I mean, you could say the same thing about Patrick Mahomes. I'll tell you this. For someone that was around Aaron Rodgers when he was a rookie in the NFL, I never thought he'd turn into uh, the guy he's been over the past two years, the the drama, and I'm not even talking about the COVID stuff, just the endless drama. So so who knows what money and fame will do to Bobby Witt Jr., but uh, knowing where he comes from, a la Patrick Mahomes, growing up in those clubhouses, uh, I, I don't think he'll get sidetracked with anything um, uh, grand enough to uh, demand the kind of attention that a baseball player would need uh, the, the kind of things that he would have to do off the field to, to grab that kind of attention. Uh, I'll put it this way. Uh, the way that Patrick Mahomes acts in commercials and, mm. and, and, and speaks in interviews, uh, that's not enough to make you a star in baseball. It ain't just me. It's also Josh Verner who also kind of creeped in, to my opinion. I'm not saying he agreed, but I think he also kind of liked where I was going with that. That, again, was before I even mentioned he could be the next Mike Trout uh, there'll never be another Therese Paler. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. From the 913, who's pitching for the Royals this season is my biggest question and concerns. That's a fair concern to have. That's the biggest question going into the Royals offseason or into their new season. 
Where does Daniel Lynch, Brady Singer, where do those guys match up? Where is Stalmont, Barlow? Those arms, where do they fill out? Where do they, I mean, I mean, I thought Scott Barlow was great last year in his role. I think he's really embellished that closer role. The hair is still there. You know, how fast does Daniel, or how fast does Asa Lacey evolve in minor leagues? Does he lower the walks? Does he get better as a, as a starting lefty? They showed him snapping off a curve the other day, and I was, man, I was into that. Um, but again, it is, you know, Daniel Lynch, Brady Singer, those types of arms. Mike Miner still on this roster. What do you do with that? I think there's other concerns outside of the arms as well, but that is the main focal point um, when it comes to the Royals and their season moving forward. But where I want to take time out of my night and where I want to kind of give um, – Everything that I can into this topic is one that I, I thought about hard on Tuesday, and that was when we when we look at um, the passing of one Therese Paler, one gone way way too soon, one who um, at this time of, of night I think is exactly where um, it fits perfectly. As we get ready to sound off for the final segment after this, as we head into what is his biggest weekend of the year, which is the Super Bowl weekend. Draft weekend, Super Bowl weekend. Top two moments for Therese Paler. I start by telling you how I was introduced to this man and to this legend of a football mind and to a lot of people in this city. I was thrown into the mix when I was younger um, in this industry about five years ago. I was sent to Chiefs training camp. Never been didn't go with anybody, was just told, hey, you need to be there by 9 o'clock. You'll see where everything is when it comes to the media tent. You'll see where you need to be. Just go do it. My former boss, uh, John Hansen, he said, you have a credential when you get there. Um, go find so-and-so. Tell them who you are. Please show up professional. Show up in your 610 gear and just make sure they know who you are when you get there. Okay. Check, check, check. Get to St. Joe, go up to the stairs, go down the hallway, find one of the PR people. Hey, I'm Dusty Likens. Okay, we've never seen you before. We have no idea who you are. Here's my ID. Okay, that checks out. Your shirt says 610. All right, on you go. Catch a ride over on a golf cart, and practice starts in 30 minutes. As I approach the media tent, there's all cameras on the left. And they shot everything on the hill. And underneath this camera to your right is a Gatorade machine. To your left is a water machine or I guess a vent, like a water cooler. And the other, right, other side, there's Gatorades. I popped in. I grabbed an orange Gatorade. And I found the first open seat I could. And, of course, it was the only seat available. And it was in the sun. So you knew all these experienced writers and reporters and people. They had known when to get there because there wasn't going to be a sun seat. And if you've ever seen my skin, it's the same color as an Elmer's glue bottle, the white one. Very pasty, very bright. I sit down in this chair, and I immediately felt this comfortability around me. And to my left was this bigger-than-life, but also just big guy with a backwards Detroit Tigers hat on, blacked-out hat, glasses kind of hanging halfway down the nose, a white, thin T-shirt, top four buttons completely open. 
shorts that hung a little bit past the knees and a fresh pair of Jordans on and a phone, a pencil, and a piece of paper. That man was Therese Paler. And I immediately knew that this guy was calm, cool, relaxed, into what we were watching. And really all we were watching was Alex Smith throw a football to Travis Kelsey in practice gear. And in the background, there's a song at the time was very popular called Cut It. And I'm kind of bobbing my head and he looks over and he sees this Elmer's glue bottle with, you know, maybe a little bit of culture than he thought, you know, oh, all right. You like this song is what he says. I said, yeah. And I responded with, I think this would be an easy karaoke song because all they say is cut it. And out comes this delayed belt of a Therese Paler laugh. And if you've heard it, you know it. And I knew at that very moment that I had a connection with this person. And I knew that was a good connection because I've been reading the star for years. And I knew there it is. That was the exact same laugh. And I knew for a fact that day I was locked in. And the first thing I did when I went home and I told my dad and I said, yeah, Chiefs camp was fun. I sat next to Therese Paler. He's like, wow, he sat next to the former Mizzou beat writer. I said, yeah, Chiefs beat writer. Yeah. For the star. Yeah. What'd you guys talk about? Oh, just this rap song and, you know, how I'm getting sunburnt. And my dad just kind of, you know, I could hear him shaking his head on the phone. But it was more than that because from that day forward, like every other person that talks about the late, great Therese Paler, they share the same narrative of this human being. And that was the fact that he made you feel comfortable. He didn't care if you worked for 610, 810, 1510, 1660, KMBZ, Fox News, CNBC, whatever it was. You wanted to talk football and you wanted to talk the sport of the NFL or any sort of football, he was there to talk about it with you and he didn't care who you were. Male, female, orange, black, yellow, green, pink, red, whatever. Football, football, football. And he did it in a way that made you feel comfortable. So let's fast forward Dusty's career a little bit more. Mahomes is announced the starter for the Kansas City Chiefs. I've got to do a show that night and fill in from six to nine. My boss says you should probably get at least one guest. I said, okay. Well, I remember when I talked to Therese Paler, he said, call me if you ever need anything, whatever, my number's open. So in the words of the great Carrington Harrison, shoot your shot. Hey, Therese, it's Dusty. I'm not sure if you remember me. I was the guy, blah, blah, blah. Would you mind coming on tonight at about 7.15 and talking a little Chiefs Mahomes announcement? Within seconds, the bubbles popped up. You got it, Dust. And that's what he would call me the rest of his life. D-U-S-T. You fast forward a little bit more. Our relationship grows. I can watch games, have concerns, send him a text. Maybe it doesn't get answered right away, but it gets answered. I show up into a press box at Arrowhead Stadium, somewhere I'd always dreamed I'd be. Who welcomes me first? Therese Paler. Who makes me feel comfortable in a tense situation where I shouldn't feel uncomfortable? Therese Paler. 
He does a show with Ron Hughley and Josh Furnier with the Therese Paler show. The first year it happens, I was the producer. Therese and I knew that we could feel comfortable with each other when he would come up to me and say, hey, that music that you're bumping me in with, it's a little whack. Give me something that's got a little bit more culture. You got it, Therese. And now, on a Friday night before the Super Bowl, I've got to talk about it in this way. And it stings. It hurts. But I know if there's one thing to be true when it comes to one Therese Paler, it is the fact that it was not just me that that person made an impact on. It was an entire city. It was an entire nation. It was an entire following of football. And forever and ever, he is enshrined in the Kansas City Chiefs press box because of the impact not only that he would make on my life, but on every single person's life that is involved in this situation and what they became in this organization that is a media-driven sports town when it comes to the Chiefs, when it comes to college sports, whatever it is. And I'll never forget this. I'll say this one last thing about Therese before I get to the next topic and go to a break. He missed one interview on one of my shows. And he said, my bad, Dust. If you ever need me again, I'll always be there. Now, I can't have Therese Paler come on this show tonight. And I can't have Therese Paler come on this show in three years from now. But I know that moving forward, no matter where I go, I will always have a little bit of Therese Paler with me because when I see that next young person or I see that person that seems a little bit uncomfortable, I know that I can always remember that day where I sat in the only seat that was covered in sun, uncomfortably hot and just absolutely out of place. There was somebody there that made me feel at peace, at ease, and at home. And I'll never, ever, ever forget that and forgive or forget what Therese Paler helped me out with in my career. And if it's not radio in two years, if it's something else, I know that I can take that type of attitude and that type of demeanor and that type of lifestyle and carry it forward. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> this is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Back in 610 Sports Radio, thanks to everyone who in uh, this city enjoyed uh, enjoyed this show tonight. I appreciate the time and your radio. Uh, means a lot. Thanks for listening in. I know we should be we should be talking about a uh, about a Chiefs Super Bowl appearance, but it is what it is. I uh, I can't help you with that. What I can help you with is I can get you ready for Sunday. I know I'm kind of in a pickle. Not like the one that Smalls was in in the big lot. Big lot. Sand lot. Big lot's a store. Um, but fun show this evening. Got to got to kind of bring in a little Royals talk. Got to kind of bring in a, um, a, a voice of the Royals and Josh Verner, who you can hear every Thursday night, 6 o'clock, Vern's Hot Stove. 
uh, this week, I mean, just starts off with bangers, right? Like starts off with J.J. Bacola, the newly announced um, newly announced general manager of the Kansas City Royals. And tonight kind of takes my, uh, kind of takes a little bit of my advice before I even mention the hot take of, of Bobby Wood Jr. being the next big guy in town, being the next sheriff uh, that, that runs everything. I truly believe um, that's where he's going to be. I think that's where we're going to have Bobby, Bobby Wood Jr. one day. Um, we talked a little bit of who's the next big rival for the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of you and Julio Sanchez is, is one that thinks it's Cincinnati or it's Buffalo. It's one of the two. You'll listen to Cincinnati, but, I mean, come on. How do you get past what Buffalo and the Chiefs did in that AFC Divisional round, right? Like, it's, it's just meant to be. I don't know because I don't know what Buffalo is going to do next year. I thought Buffalo was built for this year. Didn't happen. They played their absolute heart out against the Chiefs. Somehow left 13 seconds on a clock. Wasn't enough. Could say the same for the Chiefs. I guess. Maybe. Um, I will say this. I think moving forward in the AFC, I think there's just a lot of damage to be done. I think there's a lot of teams that are, I don't know, capable of like being the best. But again, in the AFC, to be the best, you got to beat the best. And only one team's beating the best, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. But can they do it again and again and again? Because one thing that we have seen when it comes to Cincinnati is that they really understand how to stop the Chiefs when it comes to the second half. And the way that I was explaining that to somebody was, that it seems like they led the Chiefs to a trap. Like they were saying, hey, here's the deal. Um, we got hustled. Just, just don't get blown out, and then you'll be fine. We got hustled. Right. And then video kind of surfaces of that final play against Cincinnati in the first half where Mahomes is clearly advocating, hey, give me a chance. Let me go for it. Let me go for it. And Andy Reid's at that point where he's like, all right, go do it. I don't, whatever. Which at that point, I can't blame Andy Reid. Because at that point in the, in the game, there was not a better player in the world than Patrick Mahomes. Nobody was touching 15. And they didn't get it. And then you kind of see towards the end of the night or the end of, the, of that video, Tyreek going to the locker room like, we should have gotten points there. And you, you kind of think in that situation what that locker room was like. And Cincinnati's locker room Complete opposite. You thought Cincinnati probably was the team going into the half with the lead. And then you see Eli Apple's quote come out, and it was, we stopped him, we felt the momentum shift right then and there, and then we could read exactly what they were trying to do. It was all there, black and white, clear as crystal. We knew what was coming. We knew we were in their heads, and we knew the momentum was on our side, and it clearly was. There's no, oh, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it was clearly obvious stopping Tyreek Hill short of the end zone at the end of the first half caused a ruckus in the Chiefs' minds. And then I truly believe that they spent the rest of that game, that rest of that half, Mahomes did at least, trying to make up for something that he should have, like, maybe taken three with. I don't know. All I know is, Sign me up for Chiefs Cincinnati. Sign me up for Chiefs Buffalo. And definitely sign me up for Chiefs Chargers. 
Because those are your three big teams that now you've got to think about in the AFC. But when it comes to Sunday, you get to finally sit back. And I know, Julio, you don't want to. You want to you wanna wear the red. You want to have the— doing other things. You want to have the guac. You want to have the wings. You want to watch the Chiefs playing somebody. Ain't happening. But you can still have fun. It's the, it's the big game, man. It's, it's the mecca of football. Nope. It's the end of a long season. Nope. So you're not watching it. Like I said, I'll have it on in the background. What are you going to be, be doing, doing Sunday at five? The house. What are you doing Sunday at five? Probably working on my house. No, you're not. <laughs> yes, not at five o'clock on a Sunday. Which brings me to my last and final point of Sunday. When it comes to this game, I think I'm going to take guacamole to the Super Bowl party. It's a safe bet. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Safe bet. There's only like three or four people that don't like guacamole. I make a really decent guac. And you know there's a surplus of dippers around the party. Not the guys that'll throw the red chief in or the red man or the whatever you call it, chew. Skull, snus, pouches, grizzly, Copenhagen. Just keep going with it. I think that's all I can do. That was pretty good. Kodiak. That's pretty good. All right. That's all I can do. To Vern's point... It, you bring your own guac, you can eat as much of it as you want. Yeah, you don't have I to feel it. bad about not bringing anything and then eating the food. Like, you're eating too much, you're, the you're only overindulging. P- and the only problem with bringing guac is that avocados are expensive. They so are. So that's kind of, a, it's, it's kind of an expensive dip. Probably needed to get them tonight or go early tomorrow. But there's a yin and a yang to that, right? Because, like, guacamole is expensive to buy for because you got to buy the guacamole. But it's super quick to make, and it's very easy. I don't think it's super quick to make. You say that, but if you make it homemade, it's actually... You just cut the avocado, peel it, throw it in there, mash it, stir it. Boom. Lime, seasoned salt, hot rotel. That's my kick. That's not guacamole. It is, man. It's It's so good. No, you're missing so many ingredients. No, not. you know, the hot rotel has all... It has the green chilies, the tomatoes. The only thing I'm missing is onion. I don't like onion. We're going to... Okay. All right. Well, that changes things. You, I just don't. Guacamole. It doesn't have to be. Should be. The only onions I eat in guacamole are at Chipotle. Only ones. Because that's actually, Chipotle is the only place that's turned me on two things. Sour cream and guacamole. Because of that, I now eat sour cream on every. You never used to like sour cream? Never did. And then I had Chipotle's Game Changer. What? I was like, what is this liquid greatness? Sour cream. Has no has zero flavor. Just makes everything better. A little, a little bit more moist, right? That's an aggressive wet, wet word to use. A little bit. You don't have to use that word. I, I mean, moist. You could have, is moist. you could have dropped the s and just said moit. That's how I use it. Uh, oh, okay. It's a little cleaner. That's how adults use for those radios. I got gotcha. you. But that's just where I'm at when it comes to, um, you know, sides. If somebody wants to grill out when it's thirty, that's fine. I've done it. Not a fan. Maybe I just go get a bunch of cookies and smash. Who knows? Get a little numb on the gum. Sit on the couch, watch the game, chill, let it flow. Let's go, Rams. Come on, Stafford. Get you a ring. You deserve it. You've been in the league long enough. You know Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals are? They're the Las Vegas Knights the year they became an NHL team. They'll get one. I don't know if they need it yet. Mahomes didn't get it in his first year. Thanks to Julio Sanchez. Thanks to Josh Fernier. Thanks to all of you listening, all the kind words on the text message line, on the text line, everything. 
Jay Southland Toe Service text line 913-576-716. Enjoy Sunday. It's supposed to be enjoyable. I'm Dusty Likens. I'll talk to you on Monday morning. See you later. I'm going to go get the biggest cheeseburger you've ever seen. <laughs> and uh, might be a double. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.